This is a production of Dermcast TV, brought to you by the Society of Dermatology PAs during our summer meeting in San Diego, California, June 2017. Uh, I've been to, um, I lecture all over the country on various subjects, and I've heard many uh, filler and neurotoxin lectures over the years, but I have to say that those were the two best lectures that I've ever heard. It, they, were, they were understandable, uh, they were common sense, and um, I hope that all of you out there really appreciate um, the, the wonderful information that you just got from Dr. Ablon because uh, that was just a wonderful, wonderful hour. I enjoyed it very much. So I'm going to change subjects completely. And um, these are just some of my conflicts. But I'm going to talk about PDT. How many of you out there are familiar with photodynamic therapy? Wonderful. Great. I am now 12, 13 days post-PDT, so I'm a little raspberry-ish uh, right now. And it's a treatment that um, I do every 12 to 18 months. Uh, it takes a lot of in intestinal fortitude and internal toughness to get through these treatments because you know what you look like and, and feel like. But I, I, I'm a true believer in, in this procedure. Um, we do probably over 100 cases uh, a year in my practice. And we do it a little bit differently than the original FDA approval, which I will get into with you in a little while. But it's very important for, um, I think, all of us to appreciate the role of PDT in treating patients with a history of severe actinic keratosis or skin cancers. And um, so I really, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of it. So th this term was coined way back in 1904, photodynamic therapy. Uh, and, and most of you who do it understand that you know, we are using a photosensitizer to actually prep the skin and then uh, create the reaction. So what is the ideal photosensitizer for skin? Because there are several out there. Uh, well, first of all, you need something that's going to be, uh, it's going to localize and uh, get into that neoplastic tissue very quickly. Uh, the FDA approved uh, Levulan for overnight but I don't know, does anybody here use it overnight? Yeah, we have one person, yeah. So it, most, most physicians, uh, we apply it for an hour to five hours, depending on body location, and we let it incubate for an hour to five hours, and then we do the treatment. Uh, and I think that's the norm, but it wasn't the original FDA approval. Um, you want a short interval time between the drug administration and an accumulation of this product in the skin. And um, you want to be able to activate this treatment with, with wavelengths that are varying from anywhere from blue light all the way out to 640 nanometers. That's red light. So what we do with our patients is we, if it, we're treating a face, we incubate them for an hour, and then we treat them with intense pulse light. Now you can use red light, you can, you know, there's all different ways to do it, but we like to use intense pulse light because when we flash out the light, let's say we're using a 560 filter, well, we're getting all the different 
wavelengths of light from 560 all the way out to 640. So I think that's a, a good way to start. With the longer wavelengths, you get deeper penetration. Okay? Now your absorption spectrum, which I'll show you later, is not as good. And that's why we follow up the treatment with the blue light anywhere from four to eight minutes, whatever the patients can tolerate. So aminolevulinic acid, or levulan, which is the, the, the one that has been used the longest in the United States, right now I think is one of our ideal photosensitizing agents. It's a small molecule, so it enters the cells rapidly. Uh, you, you have a very short incubation time. I've seen patients treated with a 20-minute incubation time. But we typically treat patients for about an hour on the face, uh, two hours on the chest, and three to five hours on the arms and legs. And we seem to get the best results doing it that way. Now, why is that? Well, there have been some recent studies show that body temperature affects absorption of levulan. And so the further you get away from the head, the lower the, the body temperature is. So there are some physicians and practices, what they're doing is they're putting heating pads on the lower extremities prior to the application of the levulan in order to increase the absorption. That seems like a lot to do in a practice, so what we do is we just incubate for a little bit longer, and I think we're probably getting about the same results. Um, it's very safe for topical application, um, so I think that uh, you know, in our practice, we use, we use Levulan a lot. This is how it works. You can see that you have ALA or Levulan, and you mix it with O2, and what happens? You form singlet oxygen cells, and these singlet oxygen cells are, are toxic to uh, skin cells. And um, what happens in the skin is that the, uh, the ALA is taken up by the cell, and then it's converted to PP9, or protoporphyrin 9. And then when the light hits the skin, it activates the PP9, and this is what leads to the cell death. So here we go, we have this photoactivation, ALA plus oxygen plus light, you have the singlet oxygen cells, and um, this results in the hydroxyl groups, superoxides, and peroxides, and, and that is what is causing most of the damage. Um, you know, where do you use ALA uh, in your practice? Well, in our practice, we use it basically for patients that have actinic keratoses and patients with a history of superficial basal cells. Now, there have been some studies to show that you can use uh, Levulan to treat basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma, but once those basal cells become nodular or the squamous cells become invasive, I don't think you're doing your patients any great service by going down this route. I think they're better off having Mohs surgery. But for patients that have a, have a history of superficial basal cells or actinics, I think this is a great way to go because it does pick up a lot of those um, atypical cells very early on, and I think you can save your patients a lot of surgery later on. Pre and post Mohs surgery, you know, if you have patients that have had Mohs surgery on their nose, their, around their eyes, their cheeks, their forehead, their scalp, I think this is a good way to follow up with those patients. Uh, it's uh, something that I think will help prevent further uh, basal cells and squamous cells. But you can't promise patients that's going to happen. They're still going to develop skin cancers regardless of this treatment. But I think you will cut down on the numbers. Acne. This works for acne. But it's one of those treatments that it's like 
this is the last thing you're going to do. You're going you're to try topicals. You're going to try antibiotics. Uh, you, you're going to go to uh, Accutane. And if you have a patient that can't do or has failed at every other treatment or can't take one of those medications, you can offer them this treatment. The problem with this treatment is that it has to be done multiple times to treat acne. So, you know, your patient may need four treatments at monthly or bimonthly intervals. Good luck trying to find someone at the age of 16 to 22 years of age who has that kind of time. You know, if you're in high school, you know, you're not going to be able to miss a whole week of school because, you know, you've had an ALA treatment. And that's what will happen because, you know, the kids aren't going to go to school looking like the rear end of a baboon. They just will not do that, okay? And, uh, I mean, I go to work, and I'll even go to the gym because I don't care. And at work, the patients say, geez, you know, what happened to you? And I'll explain to them what I had done, and then they sign up for the treatment. And they think, well, okay, if you're brave enough to do it, then I'm going to do it too. So that's okay, but when you ask you know, young kids that are in school, in high school or college, or people that are working, you know, that they're going to need to take you know, a week off and they're going to need to do it every month for four weeks, that's a tough one. But it's available, so if someone really feels strongly about treating their acne and nothing else has worked, then you can go down that road. The singlet oxygen, which I mentioned to you earlier, I want to just talk about that a little bit more. What happens is it, it destroys the membrane transport enzyme, which, is, which increases membrane permeability. And so very, very little, though, enters the nucleus. So you're not changing the nucleus of these cells, okay? Uh, so your nuclear damage is not an important factor in PDT-mediated cytotoxic, cytotoxicity. Uh, and I told you I wanted to show you about the, uh, the absorption peaks. So if you look at this one, you can see that this is blue light. And this is the peak absorption spectrum for Levulan. And that's why the FDA study was done with uh, Levulan 16 hours or overnight incubation and then blue light. Okay? So this wavelength around 415 nanometers is the peak absorption spectrum. But then I mentioned to you earlier about using intense pulse light, and you can see with IPL, you do have a lot of absorption, but it's not, it's not very high. It's down there at the bottom. So I wouldn't just treat with IPL, okay, because you're not getting as much absorption as you would get. So that's why we combine the two. We do the IPL first, and then we follow up with the, um, with the blue light. Now, there's another advantage, and it's a selfish advantage, but it is to your practice, and that is you can charge for the IPL, and we do. We charge $400 a treatment when we do the uh, PDT, and that, that $400 is on top of what it would cost if we weren't using it, and that the patients have to pay out of pocket because that is not covered by the insurance companies. So even though... I mean. You know, I say it's selfish, but I think that it works better. So if the patients can afford it, then I think it's a, it's a nice adjunct therapy to the uh, blue light. So I would highly recommend that you consider doing that. And then this is the, uh, if you have a pulse dye laser, you can use that. That's the red light. And so you have, you know, so you have these options when you treat patients. 
How many of you have IPL devices in your practice? Yeah, so a lot of you do. How many of you use IPL when you do PDT? Yeah, just a few of you. And it's something that I've been doing since 2005, and, and I think that our results are excellent doing that. Uh, so what are some of the, the longest, or some, some of the, the biggest drawbacks to using ALA? Now, if you use the FDA-approved 14 to 18 hours, sometimes uh, the patients get a, a severe reaction to that uh, because it's been incubating so long. So that's why we tend to just do the one-hour incubation in our practice. Uh, there's, a, there's Metvix, but that's not in the United States anymore. It's only in Europe, and that was a three-hour uh, there's another, there's a new one called Amylase that has just come on the market. Uh, that is a uh, three-hour incubation with occlusion. So you have to, you know, put the, the Amylase on and then you have to cover them with saran wrap and, and but that's the FDA approved way. I wonder how many people will really do it that way. I think it'll probably, <laughs> one hour, yeah, yeah. So I think most people will, will they're not going to keep patients in there for three hours. Like Dr. Ablon said, one hour with occlusion. Um, and I think they work, they're pretty similar. Just you use, you, you're supposed to use red light. The FDA approved uh, treatment with amylase is red light, but I'm sure if you have a blue light, you can use that, and, and that's probably what most people are going to do um, unless they decide they want to buy an additional red light to go along with it. Um, pain associated with the treatment. Um, so I've done the treatment, I'm just personal experience, I've done the treatment about seven or eight times. And so I do it about every 12 to 18 months. Sometimes I've done it and it was absolutely a piece of cake, no big deal. And then been other times when I've done it where I thought, oh my God, I'm never doing this again. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's variable and I can't explain to you why but you just have to let your patients know that there is that spectrum of response. During the day, I'm fine. I, I'm, I can go about my business, I can go to work, I can go to the gym. It's at nighttime when you lay down and you have no other stimulus that it just feels like you have pins and needles in your skin. And so it's, it, you have to warn your patients ahead of time, otherwise they're not gonna be very happy with you. So I, I tell my patients, listen, you're going to need to probably take some Advil every night before you go to bed. Uh, you're going to need to put lots of moisturizer on, maybe a topical steroid cream, uh, like hydrocortisone cream or desinide, you know, one of the lower strength ones. And maybe even take a, a, you know, a Valium or something for just a couple days, a few days, to get through those first few days. Because it, it, it's, it's very uncomfortable in, in some circumstances. As long as the patients know that, you're fine. It's when you don't tell them and, and they feel like, oh, you know, I was duped, why didn't you tell me that? So I make a big deal about that with all the patients so that they know what they're getting into. Downtime, well, that's variable. I mean, it depends what you do, okay? Uh, if, if what you look like is important, if you're, in, if you're a shoe salesman at Nordstrom's, then downtime is really important, okay? Because you know, you're, you're not gonna be able to go to work looking like, like I earlier said, the rear end of a baboon. Um, if you do uh, what I do, or you work in an office, and you know, you're not really working with the public, it doesn't matter. So what most of my patients will do is they'll do the treatment on a Thursday afternoon. So our Thursday afternoons, we're doing a lot of PDT. 
That gives them Friday off and then Saturday and Sunday. And by Monday, they're usually able to return to their, their work. Again, unless they're with, in sales, then they probably need a full week. Okay? Uh, women, they tend to do a little better for a lot of reasons. One, they're tougher. And, <laughs> and two, they can put makeup on you know, after five or six days. And so they, they, they can get back a little bit sooner. But for men, you really have to make sure that you understand what they're doing so that you don't create an issue. Um, so I've talked about the different incubation times. I'm not, gonna, um, I'm not going to um, keep going over that. But most of the reports show there's really no difference in efficacy uh, between you know, shorter or longer incubation times, except on different body locations. Okay, uh, there, there's a condition called actinic porokeratosis. You're probably familiar with it. It's like actinic keratosis, it's slightly different. And it, it usually involves the extremities, the arms and the legs. We've found this to be very, very effective in treating uh, actinic porokeratosis. But we incubate for three to five hours when we treat the arms and the legs for this condition. So it's something for you to think about and um, I, I would try it. So for acne, I, I mentioned earlier, it takes two to five treatments. Uh, we usually combine it with, with doxycycline if we can. Uh, we use it for um, superficial skin cancers, uh, especially like Bowen's or superficial basal cells. And um, you can, I've never done it, but it's been reported in the literature for basal cell nevus syndrome. Uh, so, you know, that's one way of doing it. There, um, oh, I can't remember her name. She's a physician at uh, Boston University. And what she did was she injected uh, Levulan into basal cell carcinomas and then treated them uh, with uh, blue light and, and had a, a fairly successful um, uh, treatment regimen doing that. I don't know many people that do that. I think most people will do excisions or Mohs surgery, but it, it's, it's, been, it's been tried. Uh, cosmetically, uh, for, for papular pustular rosacea, this is an excellent treatment. For, serbace for sebaceous hyperplasia, this is a very good treatment. But it's not permanent, okay? So make sure that your patients know their, their sebaceous hyperplasia is going to improve, but they may need you know, a, a treatment every year to keep up with it. Now, most people don't come in for this treatment that have sebaceous hyperplasia. They're coming in for something else. Uh, because, you know, I, I just... You know, I don't think most people would want to put up with that kind of a, you know, treatment just to treat sebaceous hyperplasia when there's many other ways to do it. You can take electrocautery and just buzz off those little papules, and that's what we do most of the time. But it does work for that. Um, for photo-damaged hyperpigmentation, it seems to work pretty well, and for telangiectasias. But I think one of the reasons why we get such good results with um, hyperpigmentation and telangiectasia is because we're doing IPL at the same time. So there's the ad added advantage. And you really do get, a, um, you do get a, a wonderful cosmetic result, but you see it about two months from the date of the treatment. And it's kind of funny because almost two months to the day, for me, when I'm seeing patients, some of my older female patients who have had plastic surgery when they come in and they see me and they haven't seen me in a while, I catch them staring at my ears because they're looking for scars 
to see if I've had you know, some work done. And it's, um, it, and, but what it really is, it's just the PDT that I've done that whatever it does, it just gives you a really nice cosmetic result. So I, I, you know, I, I, I don't really get into that with the patients. I, I talk to them really about why they're there and that's for the pre-cancer. But they do, I think it's a wonderful cosmetic result. And what happens is the husband or wife will do the treatment and then their spouse will come in about two or three months later and they're gonna want the same treatment because they're, they're jealous of how their spouse looks. Um, you can use this to treat oily skin, you know, sebaceous hyperplasia, same sort of idea. It, it does tend to dry the skin out a little bit, uh, flat warts. I've never done it, but it's been reported, so I just wanted you to know that it's available. Uh, we do combine um, uh, ALA, PDT, with uh, Botox fillers, uh, tight skin tighteners like Thermage, uh, RF microneedling, um, and other lasers and light sources. So it just depends what, you know, what kind of a practice you have and, and what you're comfortable with. So some of the treatment pearls that I, I think I'd like to pass along, you probably already do these, but I just want to make sure that you know about them. Um, we do a vigorous acetone scrub on everybody be prior to uh, applying the ALA. Some practices now are doing microneedling before they apply the ALA. Some are even doing um, uh, a, a fractional ablative surgery before they, uh, or C, you know, CO2 laser or erbium laser prior to applying it because you get better depth of penetration. So there, there's a lot of ways that you can go about doing this, but we just use um, acetone scrub. I think that works really well. Um, something I published back in 2005, and that is um, applying Effudex or Fluoroplex, doesn't matter. But what we did was in 2005, we found that we had about a 75, 77% good response rate to the ALA treatment. So I thought, you know, what can we do to improve that response rate? And so my idea was to get those skin cells moving and replicating. Um, and so I thought, okay, let's, let's treat everybody with, with Effudex for four or five nights prior to the treatment. And we did that, and our success rate went from the mid-70s into the mid-90s. So the, it, was, it was really a, a real benefit. And then a couple of years ago, Emil Tengeti repeated my study and treated people for seven days prior and found that he got the same results. So I think anywhere from four to seven days, you know, the more you do, the better. Uh, the nice thing about using uh, FUDEX for that period of time is that patients aren't going to really get red, unless they're allergic to it, they're not going to get red and scaly from the Effudex treatment. It usually takes anywhere from 10 to 14 days before you really start to see a reaction to Effudex. So for those five or six, seven nights, whatever you want to do, um, they're not going to be really red or anything like that. But I think it's a great adjunct to the, the treatment, and I would highly recommend that you consider doing that for your patients. Um, you can pre-treat with uh, you know, a retinoid if you want, but I just think you're going to get a better result with the Effudex. Uh, and then many of you, if, if, you, if you're going to do IPL, you've got um, you, to wash the skin well before you apply the coupling gel that you use for your IPL. Otherwise, it, just, I mean, it falls right off the face, right onto your shoes. 
okay? So you, you don't want that to happen. So just rinse the skin off well, and then um, you can um, apply the coupling gel and do your treatment. Uh, with IPLs, I just use standard settings. So if patients are, are fair-skinned, we use the 560 filter. And, and who has pre-cancers? It, it's not your Mediterranean. It's not the person that you'd have to use a 640 filter on, okay? These are patients who are fair-skinned. So you're going to be able to use anywhere from 515 to 560 if, you know, with the device that I use. Um, I, I think that you're going to, you know, you have that spectrum that goes all the way out to near infrared if you do that from whatever your cutoff filter is. And um, I, you just get, like I said, you get deeper penetration into the skin with these longer wavelengths. Um, and then after that, we use blue light. We started at 8 to 12, but th that was really tough for patients. They were, you know, the, the fans were going and, you know, they were really complaining. So we've lowered it now to anywhere from four to eight minutes. And I think the patients tolerate it a lot better. Uh, treating with, uh, treating acne, like I mentioned to you earlier, uh, it just takes a lot of treatment. So it, it's something that you can put in your back pocket, but it's not something you're going to do very often. Uh, we now, I wrote here that we don't use topical analgesics with ALA, PDT, but we do with when we add IPL treatments to it. So we do put on some topical anesthetic prior. Uh, and then patients who have uh, severe AKs or superficial basal cells and lots of them, you need to treat those patients twice a year, maybe even three times a year, okay? But for patients who just have actinic keratoses or an occasional basal cell, I think once a year is probably fine. Uh, when you do the, uh, if, you, if you're doing pulse dye laser or you just have a KTP laser, you need to make sure that you overlap so that you don't have missed spots. And um, that, that can happen. Even with IPL, you can miss spots. But if you do the blue light following the, the, the uh, IPL, then that will, it'll cover it up so you won't see big blotchy areas that you know, someone might have missed when they did the treatment. Uh, photo rejuvenation or photo aging requires one to three treatments. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it really is helpful if you can do a treatment every, you know, every four months. But most people aren't going to do that. They're, they're going to just, they're going to do the one treatment a year. And then you can follow up if they have, you know, rosacea or they have telangiectasias, which a lot of these uh, photo damage patients have. You can follow up with just IPL. And that's what we typically do. So we'll start with one ALA treatment, and then I'll have them come back approximately two months later for their first IPL. And then we do a series of IPL treatments at, at monthly intervals. And it, it just depends on the severity of their disease, how many treatments they need. Some patients will need just two or three, and some people need four or five. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful way to follow up and give those severely photo-damaged patients a nice cosmetic result. Uh, Post-treatment, uh, make sure that you know, everything is washed off before the patients leave. We always tell our patients, bring a broad-brimmed hat. You know, you, you know, you don't, because if you go out, and if, if the sun hits your face when you leave that office for, or for the next 36 hours that the sun hits your face, you're going to feel it. And the first time I did the treatment back in 2005, 
I had the treatment done in the afternoon, and the next morning I got up and I opened my front door to walk outside just to get the newspaper, and, and just the sun hitting my face, it was like fire. So, I mean, it, it, it's true. You need to protect your skin for at least 36 hours from sun. So make sure your patients have that um, hat on when they leave your office. Uh, and, and sunblocks are very important. Uh, Post-treatment, uh, we treat them a lot like we do our CO2 patients. Uh, we, we have them do the vinegar soaks. We have them use uh, Vaseline or Aquaphor, 1% hydrocortisone, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, and then uh, cold water spray, like a van makes, is also very soothing for these patients. So you really want to pay attention to this. We have a list that we give the patients that, you know, the, we have their post-op. They have my cell phone number at the bottom of it. If they have a question, they can call me. But it's very important that you, you, know, you have all that ready to go when the patient gets home. So you need to make sure in your consultation that they understand all this. Uh, these are just some photos uh, with using the Vizia camera, and uh, Dr. Nestor provided these, and you can see the before and the afters, uh, and, and you can, uh, in terms of uh, spots on the skin and how they improved, uh, pores, uh, porphyrins. Uh, it, so it, this is real science. This really happens, and uh, the. The joules that you see up there, 30 joules, that was with the old IPL device that we used. Now we're, you can cut that number in half. You know, we're around 15 to 17 joules with our IPL device. And the, these are just some of uh, some before and afters, and you can see the improvement in the, in the skin. It gets, like I mentioned to you earlier, it gets brown out. Uh, this is a patient that had um, really bad rosacea and some precancers, and you can see that not only her precancers improved, but also her rosacea improved. Uh, this is one of my patients who, um, this is just before and after one month, and you can see the improvement in the, especially in the upper forehead and um, around the cheek area. Uh, and this is another patient of mine who had severe uh, redness, and so uh, I, I think, you know, this is really a nice cosmetic result as well as you can see the, the precancers that, uh, for example, um, right there was one, and that really improved, and there this whole area here. So it's, it's really a, a nice treatment. Um, this fellow, he was a um, retired highway patrol officer uh, in California, and uh, so we treated him uh, with, with ALA and IPL and blue light, and you can see he improved significantly. And this is just a side view. And here's another patient before and after, and you can see the nice result, with, especially with the erythema. Uh, this is an, another one of my patients who I think had a really nice result. And another patient, a younger patient, but she had just a few um, AKs, but she was really concerned about a lot of the red and brown in her skin, so I thought, okay, well, let's just, we'll, we'll get them both at the same time, and she had a real nice result. And then here's another one of my patients. Now, this patient we treated with Effudex, and then uh, ALA, and then six minutes of blue light, and he had a very good result. Another patient we treated with Effudex and ALA and blue light. And this is if you want to use, use Effudex, but you look like this for four weeks. 
So if, you know, if I had a choice between one week of, of ALA and four weeks of this, it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. But you know, some people just, they don't want to do it, so whatever. But anyway, this is, uh, and that's a picture of my son and I at Camp Leatherneck in Afghanistan in 2011. And I have to say that was the best day of my life because my son was going home the next day. And uh, I was, you know, as a father, I was so happy to, and he'd been in a combat outpost for seven months, and he's a very heavily decorated Marine and had been in a lot of battles. And so for me, knowing my son was going home with his arms and his legs and, and in one piece was a, a wonderful day. Thank you very much. The overall performance of the speaker. Now, how come I didn't get that great music that Dr. Ablon got? <laughs> I mean, I was rocking out in my chair, and I felt like I was at a hockey game How in between. This session being your practice. <laughs> As a result of this program, do you intend to change your patient care? Okay, um, the first one, yeah, that, okay, what I would suggest to you is that you, and maybe you've already done it, but you called, called DUSA, they're part of Sun Pharmaceuticals, and they have people, they have resources there, people who can help you with coding for insurance, because it is covered, but you have to code it correctly, and it's something that we did, we called and um, I spoke to some you know, buddy there, and they actually they referred me, they referred my office manager to Dr. Tangetti's office manager, and she was the one that explained exactly how to do the coding, and because that, that's been a problem throughout the country. So you, you just have to have the right codes, and it, you can do it. Um, there's a problem with amylase, because amylase is trying to use the same codes that Levulan uses, and they can't. So that, that's an issue. So I would suggest that you think about that before you use amylase. I mean, I have no, I don't own any stock in DUSA or, you know, or Sun Pharmaceuticals. I'm just trying to protect you a little bit here in, in, because of that question. So go ahead and, uh, so that's what I would do. Okay, how, how do PDT and IPL affect melasma? Well, that's, that's a whole lecture, but, um, I would say that I would not treat somebody that has melasma with ALA because I think the chances of increasing their melasma are significant because of all the inflammation, okay? So I would recommend that you don't do that. Now, we do treat, I, we do treat melasma patients with IPL, but boy, um, you know, our motto, well, our motto with everything we do in our practice, whether it's Botox, fillers, IPL, lasers, doesn't matter. The motto is you can always add more salt to the soup. So we start with low energies and we gradually raise them as the patients come back. Because it's much easier for me to say to a patient who calls up and says, you know, Dr. Gilbert, I had an IPL treatment. I spent $400 and I didn't see any result. You know what, Mrs. Jones? You come back and we'll do a free treatment, okay? Oh, okay, I'll schedule. 
versus the call that you might get, you burn that out of my face, you can't solve that with a free, you can say, yo, I'll give you a free treatment. They go, I'm never coming back to your office again. Are you kidding me? So if you follow that model, it'll keep you out of problems. And it doesn't matter what you do, whether it's fillers, Botox, lasers, just, just remember you can always increase. You can always increase. So um, when we're treating melasma with ALA, or not ALA, with IPL, we start very low. We end up probably using our MedLite laser, which is a, a YAG laser, to treat melasma a lot more than we use our IPL. Um, let's see. Can you comment on that? Actually, let me... The ALA, when, when you're treating um, uh, sebaceous glands with ALA, what you're doing is you're, you're disrupting the cell membrane of, of, of the, um, in the sebaceous gland, and that's how it works. And um, there, there are photographs of that. Uh, I didn't include them in my talk, but there are photographs that you can see where that, that sebaceous cell, you know, that gland is being um, disrupted. Uh, how do you balance the... Uh, Well, when, we, when we're treating hypertrophic AKs, sometimes if they're really thick, what we'll do is we will we'll, I'll pre-treat those patients with liquid nitrogen uh, you know, a couple weeks or a month prior to the treatment with ALA. Because sometimes if they're really hypertrophic, they're not going to come off. Some, patient, some physicians will curette them, um, but I, I just typically freeze them. Uh, do you think topical steroids affect the results of P? I do not think so, not at all. Um, I, I don't recommend you do it you know, all day, every day, but I think prior to going to bed at night, I think it, it helps the patients sleep, and I don't think it has a, a negative effect. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the acne OTC life? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, full IPL full face, 15 minutes. I'm not sure I understand that question. Um, when we, is it how long is the treatment with IPL? Well, it takes us about 20 minutes to do a face. I don't know if that's answering your question. Um, we do not treat pregnant people uh, with Levulan. Uh, let's see, do you think? I don't have the link for that. Um, but I, I think that um, what I've told you today pretty much uh, will guide you, uh, you know, through the protocols where you need you know, anywhere from one to two treatments for AKs and probably at least two to four treatments for acne. Um, you can treat breastfeeding patients uh, with ALA. I don't think that's a problem because it, it's, it's not absorbed that much internally. And you could probably even treat pregnant women with it, but we don't, okay? We just don't. It's just, because if God forbid something goes wrong, you just, you just don't, you don't want to be the focus of that, and you don't want patients coming back to you and saying, you know, it, it was your fault. But with uh, breastfeeding patients, it's, it's not a problem. Um, what do you give your patients for topical maintenance for their acne after PDT? Well, it depends what they have. So it, it, it just, it, you know, if their acne is not severe, then you can just use topical 
treatments, uh, you know, and, and the list is this long, you know, for topical treatments, and, and every day grows by another medication. We typically use a lot of Epiduoforte and Axone in our practice. Uh, you can use topical cleosin lotion post-ALA. Uh, it just depends on what kind of acne they have, too. The uh, protocol, um, the, what is the difference between using, uh, how does the protocol differ with base, basal cells versus just AKs? I think, like I mentioned earlier, with basal cells, they're going to need more than one treatment. They're probably going to need you know, at least two, maybe three treatments over a, um, a six-month period of time. But if it's just pure AKs, then I think one, at the most, two treatments a year would be fine. Uh, That's a good question. How long do results from the tr treatment course uh, for acne last? We've, we've found that the ones that we did uh, lasted for about a year, and then the patients had to, to um, repeat. So as long as the patients know that going into it, then I think you're OK. Uh, we did have one patient who it didn't even work on, but for the most part, it, it did last for about a year. How do you bill for IPL and PD treatment? Just like I, we. The, the, photo di the, the blue light and the ALA, we run that through insurance like you would normally do, and then we charge $400, uh, and that's cash for the IPL treatment. I have a patient with no previous history of acne who developed a consistent acne. No, I haven't. I've never had a patient that developed um, recalcitrant acne following, uh, I'm assuming that's following PDT treatment. I've had patients who've had minor breakouts falling, but that only, that only lasted for a week or two, and it went away on its own without any treatment at all. Uh, we, we, don't even, we don't even try to get I, the IPL portion covered when we do these treatments. Now, if the patients want to submit their bill to their insurance company, that's fine, but we, we don't get involved in that because we, we look at it as... Um, a cosmetic and, and cash uh, treatment. So in what order you, are you doing these procedures? Well, what we do is we do the IPL first, and then immediately after we do the blue light. And when we treat, pre-treat with 5-FU, it's just nightly. We just do it every night before the patient goes to bed. I think 10 Gettys was BID. Ours was nightly, and I think our results were about the same. And then how do you charge for IPL versus blue light? Well, we don't, the blue light is part of the treatment, and so uh, that's, it, you, we use the same code that you would use for liquid nitrogen, and, um, but with the IPL, we charge $400. And I'm not sure what, what DSAP coverage is. What is that? I don't know what that means. So whoever asked that question, I'm happy to answer. I just don't know it. Oh, oh, for okay. So okay. Oh, um, oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. Yeah, for for porokeratosis, um, we we charge the the uh, blue light and and the ALA like they would normally pay, but then we charge 
for IPL. Now, if we're just doing, let's say, lower legs, it's $400. If we're doing full legs, it's $800. Same for the arms. Lower, you know, elbow to the hands, 400. Full arms, 800. So that's how we charge. And patients are happy to pay for it. Uh, you know, it depends on the area you, you live and work in, too. So, you know, if, if you're maybe in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you may not have as many patients who are willing to spend that money. I'm in Newport Beach, and so we have a higher, you know, income area, and so most patients are able to afford it. Well, thank you very much, and I'll be happy to answer any questions roaming around. Thank you. This has been a production of Dermcast TV, brought to you by the Society of Dermatology PAs, recorded live during our summer 2017 meeting in San Diego, California.